This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. With your hosts, Frank and Steve. Gotta love this February weather, don't you, Frank? I know a lot of us out there listening. You guys are hiking fools. Hey, Steve, my seat. My seat is sick. It's all good. I love it. I love it. You Once in a while. We got to mark that seat because once in a while you get that chair where it just keeps going down, down, uh, down, Well, down. We, can, we need it for our health. Maybe we should stand and do the show. Well, so you know when you do your shout outs, we put that shout song. Remember, make it a little softer now. Yeah. Make it a little softer now. Is there another chair over there, Frank? Get yourself another chair. Get yourself a chair that works. All right. Well, this is Wrench Nation on 88.7 The Pulse. Oh, Oh, my goodness, the megaphone is back. I got the megaphone, people. <laughs> yeah. That's been a long time it coming, has. Frank. It was in the shop for service, the megaphone. We had to service the megaphone. I imagine once in a while, even megaphones can break down. We got a great show for you people today. We do have a great show today. We've we got do. all kinds of stuff going on. First and foremost, though, if you ever want to call into Ranch Nation because something's going on with your car, you're looking to see if you should buy a car because, you know, you get a lot of miles on it and you're wondering... Is it time maybe I just get rid of this thing? Well, call us up, 480-655-8870. We'd love to talk to you. Frank's got all kinds of advice. He can tell you tell you where to take things, if you recommended shops that you could say, hey, here's a shop for you in your area that 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 he knows is a stand-up kind of place. Yeah, we're talking about local businesses. Uh, you know, these are people embedded in the community, people. They're not, uh, it's not like corporation is out in Sweden and they're down here locally. Um, you know, check engine lights, Brake lights, ABS lights, all those dash lights. The pretty, pretty, looks like Christmas lights on your dash. We are going to cover that today. Oh, okay. We're going to get knee deep in the lights. Um, Sometimes I wonder what some of the lights mean. Exactly. And you have to look at your owner's manual. And more importantly, how important, how important is this particular light to me? Is it something I can wait on? Is that even, you know, an answer to the light situation? This morning when you called in, Frank, you mentioned Ford's. And, of course, we bought the brand-new Ford Transit for oh, the yeah. van for the station. Yeah. There's something weird about it. I was looking at the gas gauge yesterday. Right. And I said, it looks like I've got more gas than I had yesterday. Ah. Except, you gotta. isn't it standard that the empty is on the left and the full is on the right when you're facing the gas gauge? In the Ford Transit, the full, the full is on the left and the E is on the right. Ah. This one so was. it's going left to right. So then I said, "Oh, I guess I don't have more gas." I actually, I thought I was the gas was growing in the tank. Well, see, did the light come on, Steve? Yes, and that basically was, told but, you. But then I just assumed it was for every car I've ever had, Frank. The left is the empty, and the, the right, right is, is the, the full. full. That's how our mind works. Yes, it does. I'm a righty. And those that are lefties. I'm going to have to call Ford on the morning show and say, what are you trying to do? Well, we can because Ford right now, they're pretty approachable. They're uh, technology wise. Yeah. Maybe you've got an idea for that. But since you're on the fuel gauge, a lot of people don't know. There's a little arrow. If you're borrowing somebody's car. Yes, I do know this now. Right. Many people don't know. I didn't know. used to know this. What happens is uh, you're busy in the morning. Yep. Oh, goodness. I got to get gas. But I borrowed my cousin's car. Right. There's a little arrow. And that arrow points to where the fuel door is. Where the gas tank is. You know yeah. what I miss? I miss the old school behind the license plate. It was, it was mechanical. I, you know, I always talk about how I miss the mechanical right. function. Like we interact with our vehicles. How long has that arrow been there? 
And Arrow's been there for some time. Because when we got the Camaro in 2013, or 14, right. 13, 14, or 14. Right. All right, I got the Camaro in 2014. When we got 13. <laughs> One of those years, I almost forget, three years ago, Frank. 14, okay. In 2014, we got the Camaro. And I'm first day, I'm filling it up. I'm like, where's the tank? And they go, well, the arrow. Somebody said the arrow's in the, on, the, on the gas gauge. And I said, really? I never realized that. Because forever, I had the same type of vehicle, and the gas tank was always on the same side. You are absolutely right, my friend. You've got to pay attention. It's like bubbles in the air. Yes. you got to pay attention. Um, but you're on the gas gauge subject. And that arrow, so if you're borrowing your cousin's car, look yep. at the arrow. Yep. Because what will happen is you feel foolish and you're upset. The morning has to go smooth. You right. can't be in a rush and you end up on the right and you should be on the left. And if you borrow a 77 Impala, it's in the back. Another <laughs> thing is the, the, the door on the fuel tank, you just have to push it and open. Now. Yeah, in the old days, you used to grab it. Gas you know, cap. like the little thing, little, little finger hole. Boom, yeah. Pop it open. Well, now gas caps. People, well, gas caps, you know, well, they're they pushed down the, and go. Well, they're part of the door now. You know what? They are because yes, on sir. this new Ford, That's there's right. no gas cap under there. Yeah. And a lot wow. of that a lot of that has to do with the fact that we don't want any fuel vapors leaking in the atmosphere. Right. That's a big deal. That's uh, polluting. So they figured, well, we've seen enough of these gas cap that people are not clickety-clicking the gas cap. So the check engine light may come on and they're polluting. So what's going to happen with emissions? I'm going to have to replace the whole door now? That's right. On this on this Ford Transit. There were some problems with those doors. On like, this Ford Transit, I open up the door on the driver's side, and then there's a little door inside. Yeah. Which is the fuel tank right there. That little door. Yep. It's just gotten, well, Imagine it's supposed to be. Imagine you have to replace the whole thing. Easy. But as long as you don't have any aluminum foil on the antenna, you'll be all right. Aluminum, don't worry. Aluminum, aluminum. I just have my jack-in-the-box jack little ball topper. <laughs> we had a busy week this week. You know, the garage is hopping. Uh, we had a lot of people come by. In fact, I got to give shout outs. We had a couple of EVIT students out there. Jonathan Mutumba. We go shout right out into shout outs. All right. Well, we'll get right into it. But I wanted to just give a big shout out to the EVIT student community out here. We had uh, Jonathan Mutumba and Mohammed El Shafaz. I know I goofed that name up. They came by the garage. They did something they shouldn't have done. Oh, no. And I got to tell you, people, we talk about this all the time, Steve. Well, they do. They called us. They said, hey. Car, my truck won't start. Okay. I just bought it last night. And what did I say? Did you get a pre-purchase inspection? And what did they say? No. No. Oh. Now they got to, they, so I'm going to keep you guys informed of what happens there. Yep. Hopefully it's not a, it's an overheater situation. Well, that's where that relationship comes into. Yeah. With the mechanic. Like, like I said, I took a roommate, this was seven or eight years ago, down to buy a, a truck off of Craigslist. And it was way up at Arrowhead. And one of my one of my former employees who used to work for me is a mechanic at a shop. Right. And I said, look, he's three miles from here. Let's drive this thing over there. I was like, can we take this for a test drive? The guy's like, eh, I don't know. I'm like, no, I, I need to. Or yeah. we're walking. Right. Okay, because if they're not going to let you take it for a test drive and say, I want to have my mechanic check it out, chances are yeah, we talk there's about trouble that. Yeah, with that car. Yep. You know, so, I mean, you, you may have watched a few YouTube videos. It's all good. You feel like a champion. You're going to go out there and. I'm going to size up this car. Uh, it's just like a house. I mean, right. know what a roof looks like. And all right, it looks good from here. But it really needs a pre-purchase inspection. So uh, hopefully for uh, John and, and uh, his uh, family out in the garage, that works out for us. Uh, of course, every week before we dive into the automotive news, we give you the shout outs. Uh, we're talking about if you are going to trade that old car in and you're going to buy a new car, guys, get on to hercertified.com. 
Uh, Kathy Drow is author, journalist. She's got some great tips for you. Uh, get behind the scenes on how to navigate your new car buying experience. And that's her to certified.com. And then, as I always tell you, people, if you lost your owner's manual, get on to, gosh, these guys have been around for a while. The Car Care Council is right. a nonprofit. CarCare.org. You can type in your vehicle information and find out exactly what your car needs. Arm yourself up a little bit before you get down to that local mechanic. And it is French Station 88.7, The Pulse. It's Frank and Steve. Now, Frank, you're also giving out an iPad. Oh, yeah, people. All right. Santa Claus is still hanging out with us, people. Exactly. I mean, it's funny because I was at Kohl's the other day, and they still had, like, Christmas stuff on clearance. Oh, yeah. Well... That's so I'd a, rather have the iPad, though, because this yeah. was some crap. <laughs> All you guys got to do, and, and you guys get on to WrenchNation.tv. Uh, you got to put your age in there because we got to keep it uh, happy with the gifts and all that kind of right. stuff. And you just sign up, and it's just, it's just a way of saying thank you, guys. And well, you want to be a, a member of the posse. A member of the posse is going to dial you in for some future events that we've got cooking. And all of our podcast listeners, oh my goodness, we are just excited with the podcast. We got a growing movement, Steve. I get emails during the week. We, yeah. get, and we get some action on Twitter. You guys rock. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, perhaps it's not live. Maybe you're in Indonesia sure. listening on Saturday night. Not always so possible to listen live. That's grateful. what the magic of podcasting is. So before we dive into the dashboard symbols, I've got to cover this is some pretty... This is amazing news, people. Okay, let's hear it. And Steve, I tell you, we talked about this. There was a company out of China called uh, E-Hang uh-huh. 184. And they are sort of diving into that concept of a flying Uber-style drone, man. It's like the Jetsons. Stop the press. No way. I'm telling you. So the reports came out less than 12 hours ago. Guess what country? They got a lot of money. Uh, a lot of money. A lot of money. Um, somewhere in the in the Arab area, uh, yes. UAE. Yeah. Oh well, no, Saudi Arabia. Dubai. Oh, Dubai. Okay. All Dubai right. Dubai has decided they're not waiting. Probably not. Wow. Legislatively speaking, I hope things are safe. So you talk- guess what? We're talking about in July this summer. There will be transportation self flying. Passenger drones. It's happening this July. We're going to monitor the weight this. in that. I mean, you have I, passengers. I, well, and, we, you know, but my concern is this: it just falls out of the sky and smashes into a car. And I mean, I, I mean, well, just, I'm telling you, we're going to pay attention to this. The yeah. Ehang. Let's go back a little bit. That Ehang 184 drone, um, made out of China. Uh, they've done some tests, but they really haven't proven it on a right. commercial level. It has a battery life that allows for 30 minutes of flying, people. Wow. And we'll cover about 30 miles. Uh, these drones can handle... Us. Imagine you could get places a lot faster. Imagine right well, now, yeah. right now, you're on the I-10. Oh, yeah. You're heading back to the val- or to the East Valley from Phoenix, and you're stuck there for, you know, 20, 25 minutes. All right? Just, get, got- in, just get in the little taxi drone. Call your drone. Drive you home. Park your car at the Circle K. <laughs> yeah. And the only catch is this, Steve, and this may be a problem for yeah. you and I. This drone... This self-flying drone, right? Uh, due to appear in July in Dubai, guess how many pounds it's allowed to hold, including. Oh boy, so there's um, going to be a problem from you and I. We're talking, yeah. Would you want to say 300, 400? Wow, or less my than two hundred? My guess. It's going to take more than two, more than two hundred. It's going to have to take at least two people, probably. You. So yeah. Well, yeah. Close. I'm going to say three hundred sixty pounds. 
Not was it a bomb? No. <laughs> no, Steve. Three hundred sixty pounds. The flying drone can handle young children under the age of seven or so. And that- that's it. Two hundred twenty pounds. That includes a little bag. Two hundred twenty pounds. I'd have to go on a little bit of a diet. That's a yeah. problem for yeah. most of us. I don't. I don't see that happening here. Now, I mean, you, you obviously can't take more than one person unless you're taking two kids to school. The drones can handle school this morning. Can handle dear. the flyer, the individual right. that's going to be in there. Now I don't know how much driving or flying they're actually right. going to be doing. And a small bag. They're talking about two hundred twenty pounds. So you're going to have to be on the thin side because I figure if you got a little forty pound bag, sure. You're going to have pounds, yeah. Gee, that's so the Roads and Transportation <laughs> Authority out of Dubai says that these drones would be monitored remotely from a ground-based control room. Wow. You have that ground control Wait, to yeah, Major yeah, Tom. Yeah, exactly, David Bowie. <laughs> right. So well, I'm getting some flying music ready, that's for sure. And they say that uh, there's no option to take control of the E-Hang 184 remotely, adds uh, the news source. Uh, the cockpit is empty apart from a stand to place his smartphone or tablet in a single cup holder. Now that's a problem for me. I want some accoutrements in my flying drone. I've got four cup holders in the new Pulse van. I want to go old school. <laughs> I want the fuzzy dice. Right. I want the little balls. Well, once they get hit the you know the 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 mass market, you can decorate it however you want. Well, right now it's no frills. No frills now. Yeah. Now the guy. More I, frills later. Now the 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 individual representing the company E Hang One Eighty Four. He was stated as saying, you know how it feels to sit in a Ferrari? Right. He says. No, I don't actually. <laughs> right. Most of us don't. He says, this is 10 times better. Wow. I'm thinking, wait a minute. You just wow. gave me. You just gave me. Old- so it's like 600 times better than sitting in my truck. That's. I don't know. They said a little rinky dink stand. Wow. You got one cup holder. Wow. And you got to be less than 220 pounds total. Now, everything is calculated in the back end to pick most of the optimal route. So. Um, if you are flying from central Phoenix over to the East Valley, an optimal flight wouldn't be over South Mountain. No, because Although, you'd have to go too high up. I would like that flight, Pat. Sure. Most of us would like to fly I mean, if you, if you can just fly along the road and get, stay out of Sky Harbor's way, by the way. Stay out of Sky Harbor's way. Well, that's way. the interesting <laughs> thing, and, and, and I don't see this coming, obviously. No, I mean, I no. see autonomous is yeah. going to happen, but not at this level. Um, they did say that, uh, there's backup systems to the backup systems. Now I'm thinking, how much more backup can you get? If the, here's the whole thing, though. I mean, a computer's going to run it. So if there's certain perimeters that you're not allowed to go into, the computer will know that and GPS and not take you there, because you know some person's going to take advantage of it if they can fly it themselves. I if it's know, at all man. manual, they're going to they're going to take it somewhere they shouldn't. We're going to follow this story because this is coming, people. Anything this is can happen in Dubai. Let's in go July. to Dubai in July. Yeah, we could do a little remote. There you go. The launch. Well, we'll start funding that now at 480-655-8870. That's it. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back. Your calls, too. If there's anything you need to know, 480-655-8870. It's Wrench Nation. If you call in today, we've got free Renaissance Festival tickets for you. If you have a question or a little later, if you play the quiz. Yeah, we got a quiz coming, people. Get that number handy, 480-655-8870 on The Pulse. Wrench Nation Car Talk on 88.7 The Pulse. Call or text your questions now, 480-655-8870, with your hosts, Frank and Steve. And if you call with the question, free Arizona Renaissance Festival tickets with you. I'm going to be there on Monday, Frank, on President's Day. Oh, yeah. Huzzah! Yeah, that's a great problem, a big old turkey leg. I wonder if I should dress up. I think you should. Man. I've never dressed up for the Renaissance Festival, but I see people doing it all the time. I you should. I think people should get into their period 
situation of a Renaissance style. When was the Renaissance? 15, 1600s, I suppose? It was way back when. They didn't have Way back when. I don't 1986. Know. That's, I'll take that one. I'll, take dre- I'll dress up as the 80s and I'll be happy. I'll get my mullet going. Welcome back, guys. Wrench Nation. Uh, you guys can call in if you've got a, a light on your dash. We're talking about that today. If you've got a brake squeak, perhaps you're starting to mess with that AC. AC's going on, but it's not yeah. blowing cold. Yeah. 480-655-8870. going to be guys, in the 90s before you know it. It is, but we're going to dive into some of these uh, dash lights. We're going to get basic because okay. a lot of people, uh, I've talked to many people, and you know what? It's not just our younger first-time drivers. You know, we got some seasoned veterans driving saying, hey, what is that dash light? It's been on for a while. The bottom line, guys, we're going to get back to this color coding, the basics. If it is an indicator light that is red, that is time, that is business, you got to get that one in the garage right away. That's really key. Okay. So a red light. So, for example, it is safety, the seatbelt light. Now, we may not think of anything. Is there a way to disconnect the little thing that goes... When you don't put it on. In some occasions, <laughs> you can, but you really don't. You just don't want to do that. I'm sorry. You know, I mean, I, I wear my seatbelt like all the time, but sometimes I'm glad that ding ding is there because it reminds me. It reminds it me. It does. Quietly. Because, you know, when I grew up, we didn't wear them back no, in the No, you know, but if you look the at the studies yeah. right now, in fact, we talk telematics, everything about technology now right? is not so much, well, what can we do to take the control of the user experience? More so is how can we help these people from crashing. You know what? I just heard, I got to tell you this, Steve. I just heard yep. this statistic. And, and technology right now is all about crash avoidance. We're going to get to some of those lights on these newer cars. But you know that we have as many crashes on our roadways. We have every five minutes, there's a wreck. Equivalent to a jumbo jet every couple of days going down with 300 some odd people. Now, that's not acceptable with the FAA, Right. And right. it certainly isn't acceptable. With dress. So right now, technology and the great minds behind putting that technology in vehicles, they want to keep us safe. Not so much, well, robot's going to drive your car like next month. I mean, we're not, we're not trying to keep up with Dubai. Right. So we're going to get into that. So if the light is red, people, it means that there, there's a serious issue. So, for example, if you're driving and you're definitely going to have a chime, if that open door indicator is, is lit up, means maybe you left the door slightly open. It didn't close all. It says door ajar. Does it still say door ajar anymore? Well, back in Chrysler LeBaron. Remember the old LeBaron from the mid eighties? I think Knight Rider set it off. Everybody, everybody wanted to communicate. They wanted to hear their cars. I love Kid to them. Kid was great. They had a little thing on the bottom. Right. (laughs) But Chrysler had. We talked about this before. Chrysler had that. The door is ajar. Right. Exactly. Right. The door door is is ajar. And after a while, both got that same voice. This is back then. It was a door. Uh, jam switch basically. Okay. It's a little switch, a little plunger type switch in the in the in the door, uh, jam area. And if that switch got stuck, <laughs> and the door was closed, yeah, you, it thought your door was closed. You were on a date, your first date, yes. And you know you had everything. This was back when they had the Brom package, right? It looked like Cadillac old, Brom. It had the Lazy Boy. Ooh, there was a style where you had all the little uh, indentations to the sure. nice upholstery. And the vinyl was My smooth. parents had a fancy Park and you, Avenue. And you went on your first date. Okay. And you were all dressed up. Right. And for some reason, the door jar switch was stuck. So <laughs> you're trying to have a conversation. And every every two seconds, <laughs> the, uh, door. the door ajar, the, your your door is open. You schmuck, close the door. <laughs> if, you were, if you were a redneck, you'd be like, "What's why is the door ajar? I got pickles in that jar. 
So we've got a little more sophisticated, both with our interiors right. and, of course, with the lights. Another light, guys. Remember, we're talking about those red lights that mean business. Don't take these lightly. Okay. Oil pressure warning light. Oh. That is like a serious light. Sure, absolutely. That Here's what I was always, always told. If that oil light goes on, you might as well just, it, it's over. Your now, engine we'll, is done. Well, it, you can treat it that way. But in all fairness, I will tell you, Dodge, right. GM, and, you know, we see Fords in the shop. I see a lot of trucks. We do see some of right. the Chrysler passenger cars. The good news for folks is if that oil pressure warning light comes on, it will be red. It means business. I've seen a good share of oil pressure switches right. go bad. And that is nothing like an engine. But I don't want you people to take that lightly. Now, I got a question. What's that? Now, you're not looking at this, but I'll describe it to you. This oil pressure warning light, it is an old school looking oil can Henry looking thingy with a little drip. Coming. Sure. I've seen that before. Yeah. And we're going to try to describe these lights. The and that's the, what the light looks like. That symbol hasn't changed. They right. No, they, you're right. You can't get sophisticated with that. That is stayed the There's, same. They've got to be universal. So that's something that we've all known forever. Right. right. So that's a red light, that oil pressure warning light. That is. Uh, but now pretty, your car, I mean, these it, all these smart vehicles and these computers, Frank. Yeah. Now your car is telling you you have 13% <laughs> oil, whatever left. Yeah, we're going to get to that. You know, that's a serious. That's um, well, you know, it's, we're talking red lights. Right. We're going to get to the, okay, okay. the maintenance light. Okay. <laughs> but I, you were, I was kind of chuckling because right. I, I thought of a day coming soon. Yes. Where. If lights came on uh-huh. with technology, you probably got a little warning to your smartphone. Sure. Two in the morning when, when your son is driving the vehicle. Your son's driving with an all-pressure warning light. Now, I thought what would be pretty cool, let's say my routine is I use a blender in the morning. Right. And I do my little protein shake. Okay. If that warning light came on the prior day and I wasn't paying attention to the smartphone, I didn't get the email, I didn't get the text, could I make the function at blender Wacky. Could I stop speed seven? Because more, could another, in other words, could we interrupt our life dramatically? Right. Could we program it that way? Could you program your phone and you didn't pay attention to you? Could right. you say, could the lights in your house flicker if that's what you wanted sure you it could. to do? You said, Steve. You could do that. You get an app for that. Because you don't pay attention to the phone. But that's a whole nother story. So red lights, people, open door indicator, uh, hazard warning lights. Right. Those are going to be red. Of course. Right. Battery warning light. Okay. Now that's, oh, that's something a, serious. Yeah, of course, yes. And the car's not going to start if that's going bad. And that battery light looks just like a battery with a little negative and positive. Sure. Um, most owner's manuals will tell you, seek professional help to resolve the issue. <laughs> so it, it doesn't mean that you can't take a peek yourself. Right. But whenever I talk batteries to people, you know, I do a lot of engagements throughout the community and we do a lot of classes and clinics. The biggest thing with batteries, people, is if the battery light's coming on, and you pop that hood open, and you got battery acid, it's going to smell like rotten eggs, be careful. Right. Because that's a roadside bomb if you're sure. not careful. Oh, yeah. So that's the biggest takeaway. So the battery warning lights are Now, we've light. got Sean on the phone. He has a dash, uh, dash light on. Hey, Sean. What's happening, Sean? Hey. Uh, I was just listening to you guys. Um, speaking of batteries, I have a, I have a question on my uh, 08. Are you there, Sean? He's dropping out. He dropped out. Sean. He, his dash oh. light. Are you there? there? Sean, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you where, guys there? Yeah, where are you driving right now? Um, I'm in Scottsdale right now. Okay, well, All somewhere right. we got you lost. You got, you're somewhere over by Camelback Mountain probably. But go ahead and ask your question again. Your 08 what? Okay, I have an 08 Prius. Um, when, I turn, when I turn the car on in the morning, sometimes my, um, my, my dashboard won't turn on. 
Ah, uh, this is, is that a battery issue or? Well, the the Prius in general did have some issues with voltage to the dash. Um, you want to check the basics, right? And ultimately, there really isn't anything that I can tell you uh, with a quick phone call. I can tell you though, we've had in the garage issues with the dashboard lighting uh, with the Prius, and so is it only in the morning? No, um, I read a thing to where um, you can put you push on the brake and you push on the power button for three seconds, and I guess it resets it. Uh, and then it, uh, then I can restart the car and it turns back on. Right, right. But um, I read a thing that maybe the bat the 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 battery's going out. Is that a possibility? That is or? a possibility. Absolutely. I mean, there's a few possibilities on that, Sean. Um, you, you're going to have to have that diagnosed. Unfortunately, I can't really get into that too much. I don't have a quick fix for you. Um, sure. You know, we always give you the straight and skinny. I, I think at this point, though, what you can do, uh, if, if do you work on your car periodically? Uh, periodically, yeah. But You want to be careful with that Prius because they're, yeah, you know, if you're exactly. not careful, right. So exactly. uh, what part of town are you in? I'll direct you. Uh, you're in Scottsdale, right? Uh, I'm, I'm just driving home. I, I'm in, um, I'm in North Phoenix. You're in North Phoenix. So, um, we've got several garages out there. Um, are you like seventh street and bell area? I'm 35th Avenue and bell. All right. So you have bell road auto care out there. Uh, they're going to be more towards the West side. Um, bell auto care, bell car care. I tell you what, you can get a hold of me and I'll get you the exact information uh, they're a great okay. outfit, okay? And uh, okay. there's another gentleman on the west side. We, got, we got my buddy Eddie from Car Life. Car Life is over, over there. there uh, by Arrowhead Car, uh, Mall Eddie, there, Arrowhead Ranch. Right. Are you? Uh, so you can head over to Arrowhead Ranch and uh, see Car Life. You can see Eddie Mraz out yep. there and his crew. So let's stay in touch. There are quite a few possibilities um, to that. Until then, be careful if you light a candle in that dash, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sean, hang on. We're going to get you some tickets. Make sure you go on to WrenchNation.tv and register so you can win that iPad, okay, man? All right. I appreciate that. Thank, Thank you, you so much for calling here on Wrench Nation, 480-655-8870. If you have any calls you'd like to, any questions you want to ask Frank, yeah. just call us up or text us and we'll get that on. Now, I've, I've got a guest on the phone, Frank. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. You know who it is, don't you? Oh, my goodness. Who do we got up in this house here? It's Buckley from Texas. Oh, boy. Hello, Mr. Jeff Buckley. <laughs> Is he there? Yeah, you guys crack me up. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. You you probably right now, it's a little, it's, uh, what time is it over there in uh, Texas? It's 5.30 here in Texas. Well, you're about done for the day, so you sit you sit. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. And he's five, like, five <laughs> he's like, damn, these guys, these guys are all, I'm trying to relax up here in Texas. How you been, Mr. Buckley? Oh, we've been doing great. I got a little bit of a, you know, raspy voice here because of the, the sinuses and the hot and cold. Oh, I know. I got the sinuses, too, here in Arizona. All the uh, all the pollen's in the air here because now, at this time of year, our trees start going in February. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it it might be uh, 30 degrees one morning and it might be 70 degrees the next morning. Sure. So. Hey, I'm not going to complain because uh, I know we got Mr. Greg Buckley on out in Delaware, and they see snow and all that goodness. So, oh yeah, he didn't, he didn't see much, did he? Other- well, no, not up no. in that area. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, Mr. Buckley, we got to let the people know out of Midlothian, Texas, what is happening with uh, my father's shop. Tell us what's going on in the garage these days. 
Well, you know, every day we see different things. You know, last week uh, it, it's so amazing how uh, like minds think alike, and and we did the deal on uh, used cars and, and recommending the the free uh, inspection buy, and then uh, great. I posted a deal on some tires. You know, using that fix the flat stuff in your tires. And, well, that is that was a really good one. A lot of people don't know, and I'm just going to interject before we dive into these dashboard lights that uh, you can help us out with, Jeff. For you guys listening, Jeff Buckley does an amazing job with YouTube videos. Um, and one of the recent videos slash live streams that he did was on the goopity goo of stop leak in your tire, people. Oh. And tell us. Oh, fix the flat. Stuff. Fix the flat. Yeah. They get you out of a bind, but sure. don't forget it. Jeff, what's the biggest? Tell us what's a, some of the problems of that fix well, the flat. Well, you know, it, it ties in where we're talking about dash, dashboard lights. And one of the lights that comes on is tire. Is your pressure monitor yep you know that's you're right. putting some stuff in there that's gonna plug it up <laughs> oh and so you're talking about that little electric sensor oh, on the valve yeah. stem it's connected so where you put that air in you got a little yeah. sensors and it a that's light will right. come on so you're gonna get a false that's reading off of that stuff that's right and then you think hey i got a problem with that tire and and that's what you know that's what you're trying to, to share with all the folks you know today frank is that you know these cars are so smart uh, but they only know pretty much, you know, what the input is. And so if you, you know, put some junk in your tire, yep. then you're throwing that, that sensor off, and it doesn't know that you put fix applied in it. It's the same thing with, you know, driving down the road and, hey, we, we got a, a, a traction control or a, uh, an anti-lock, uh, you know, it has right. the right stuff comes on. And uh, folks don't, don't really realize you know, that, that uh, it might be a misfire. And so by default, the, the computer turns that other stuff off. and then it Right. Especially the Toyota right. platform is what you're talking about. Back to this tire thing, because a lot of folks um, may be in a situation. You had mentioned that tire pressure monitor light, which is a yellow light. It's kind of saying um, there could be a problem. Kind of plan on somewhat soon get it looked at, but not like a red light. Although I think the tire pressure monitor light should be red because that's, that could be dangerous. Uh, for sure, but if the pressure goes down in one of those, yeah, you know, it, it you could have a, a low tire, or you could have a blowout, and it's still the same color. Right, right. So the other thing, I got to say this real quick though, because again, our listeners may have used some of this stuff. They perhaps they were in the desert, or they're somewhere up in Texas on their way. They're flat landed in the trip, or they're up in the mountains in California. The fact is, you will also people remember, you're not running true smooth. As it relates to a balance portion of the tire, you're going to have some vibrations, sure, because uh, that stuff is whipping around. That's right, and, and that was how we caught this one. Was the customer wanted their tires balanced, and you know didn't even mention, "Hey, I put some fix right in there." Ah, uh, that's hey, how you found out. I, I remember some guy at a gas station years ago getting really mad at me when I didn't tell him he was opening up the tire to seal it, uh, and all of a sudden that fix a flat was everywhere. Well, <laughs> hey, Jeff, have you ever seen this? I've read about it. I've never experienced it. But one other thing, boy, oh, boy, tell your mechanic if you got fix a flat, because mm -hmm. guess what? That stuff can be explosive. Yeah. Explosive. Have you ever seen that, Jeff? I've heard about that. I've never, you know, because, you know, we'll, we'll let the stuff out of the tire. But, yeah. you know, you've got some guys that, that you know, one of the tricks is, hey, you can uh, – you know, uh, shoot some stuff in there, and then if you're on the side of the road and, and throw a match in there and get it to pop, you know, to, to reseal a bead or something, it's, you know, one of those 
one of those things that people do on the side of the road or something. So I've never seen it, but you yeah. Know, like, well, just you got to let your mechanic know, and I think uh, especially, gosh, I can see that. Oh, I need a tire balance. Can you guys balance my right. tires? And then you're you're on the machine, and the you know a tire balancer. That the tr- the truth is in the pudding. The readings are going to tell you. Oh, we we got. It's like an MRI. We can see a little baby inside the tire. It's been floating around. <laughs> so it's like, oh gosh, get that out of ultrasound. here. Ultrasound, an ultrasound for a tire, right? So you're chasing numbers, and and it's like, okay, well, there's a reason you're chasing numbers. Yeah. Well, we want to first and foremost, Jeff. Thank you. Feel better, brother. I can hear it in your voice. Yes. Stay strong. Uh, we'll have you again on the show. And for our listeners, if you're out in Midlothian, Texas, my father's shop, my father's shop certified. And uh, we love you, brother. Feel better. Hey, thanks, Frank. Thank, Thank you, Mr. You, Jeff. Jeff Buckley. We'll be back with more Wrench Nation. Our phone number, 480-655-8870. Talk or text. More next on The Pulse. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Wrench Nation Car Talk on 88.7 The Pulse. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870 with your hosts, Frank and Steve. All right, that's the number, 480-655-8870. We need somebody right now who can play the car quiz with us. What's today's uh, quiz about, Frank? Well, I want all my Ford junkies to call. Okay. It's going to be a simple quiz. Okay. Uh, perhaps, maybe, but it's going to be about Ford. Ford. So all right. I want all my Ford gearheads. If you think you know Ford, we got some pride. What are we giving away? Arizona Renaissance Festival oh, tickets. Yeah. 480-655-8870. Let's get a caller on the line now who can play the Ford quiz. Meanwhile, we're talking well, more about our topic today. Right. We talked about those red lights. There's a ton more, and I just want to scan through it again, people. If you got the red lights, that is business. You got to get that looked at right away. The brake light, the engine coolant temperature light, that's serious business. That can do more mechanical harm. Uh, we did talk about the battery light. Uh, you may perhaps have a little circular light with a big exclamation. That could be oh, yeah. an ABS light, anti-lock brake system or traction control. Can you control. explain to me exactly what that means? Right. So before ABS, what was happening was a lot of folks would get into out-of-control accidents. So okay. which, what do you do if you're getting ready to you know, bump into somebody at high speed? I slam on my brake. Right. And so what happens is those wheels will lock up, and you pretty right. much, uh, you, you've got to be a pretty good driver to get and out I'm of that. I'm pretty aware because sometimes I go to the shoulder while I slam my brake to try to get. Exactly. There's know. many things. People right. stiffen up. If you look at the accidents in the emergency rooms, people have broken hips because they stiffen up and they sure. slam on sure. them. So anti-lock brake does just that. It keeps those brakes from locking up. So what's happening via computer and wheel speed sensors, it is actually seeing how that wheel is turning and okay. comparing to the other wheels. Oh. If it senses one wheel through its speed is getting ready to lock up and there's a difference in that factor with the other wheels, yeah. it'll release it, grab oh, wow. it, release it, and it's doing it. It's managed. Uh, ABS is pretty cool stuff. When did they come up with that? I mean, well, they've been 80s, out for 90s? a while. Yeah, yeah. mid-80s, yeah. late-80s. You know, In the beginning, they had some issues, but right now it's... Uh, it is absolutely one of the key safety items yeah. on a vehicle that's been a mainstay. Each manufacturer calls it a little different. So you may see that. But I will tell you, people, if you're listening, if you have a problem with the ABS system or traction control, the good news for you is that the engineers have designed the system to where you will have base braking. So if you're up in Alaska, it may be a problem, right? Because you need that anti-lock control, that traction control. But the engineers have designed it 
to where you still have brakes breaking. So those red lights, people, make sure you check those out. That's really key. Uh, some of the yellow lights we talked about, you know, you may have a little yellow fuel light on its way. You know, it's giving you, it says you got 22 miles to go. Well, I love that. See, that's funny because. I like that light too. I mean, I love that. I love the fact that it can tell me about how many miles I'm going to get to a tank based on the average of the mileage I've already yeah, taken. Yeah, that's convenience. Right? It's not just a light anymore to tell me my door is open. It gives me a message. The right left doors or right passenger side door is ajar. Yeah. You know what's funny? You know, it reminds me back open. in the day. I don't think they use a jar anymore. No, a jar no. is like. Yeah, gone. Foofy. Yeah, out of there. Your damn door is open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is go back in time for some of our older listeners. Right. Boy, we got sophisticated with our gauges because back in the day, if you had like a early 70s model, sure. you know, the gauges, you know, if you took a left turn, the gauge, whoops, okay, go left. <laughs> the gauges would kind of float a little bit as they wore out. But Have dipsticks changed over the years? Well, this is an interesting point. Not a win for consumers. Okay. They're getting away from dipsticks. Really? Yeah. Uh, the Europeans have been doing this for a while. Okay. So, for example, if you drive a Porsche, right, there is no dipstick to check the oil, right? Right. It's all done through the dash. You've got to have uh, the communication ability sure. to see where that oil level is. So it's going high tech computer. All, all you're going to see in the engine bay is one big marketing plastic cover, and underneath it is well, lots of computers and. But I mean, the thing is, if you if you've got some of these lights on, the whole idea behind today's show is to really just understand the red lights. You got to get it taken care of. If you've got that yellow light, you know that's um, it's warning you. Eh, we we got to pay attention and get it looked at pretty soon. And then, uh, of course, if you've got some of those blue lights, blue lights are typically related. And we're gonna get this uh, get to the blue lights a little bit. Those are the maintenance indicator lights. And again, people, they're not solely this color. I just want to get folks hip to the red, yellow, blue, and green. Blue and green is typically in the maintenance. We're going to talk about that. Before we do, though, Steve, yes. I think it would be fascinating. You just had a, a newer transport purchase. We got a lot right. of listeners. They treated themselves over the holidays. Yep. They, they got themselves a new ride. And now there's some new lights. Probably never seen these style lights before. And they all and have- And they put the gas gauge wrong. <laughs> on your transport. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. It does mess with you a little bit. I don't have I don't know what Ford was thinking. We're gonna, I know. We're gonna mess Why with Why would the, they do that? They want to mess with the DJ down at eighty eight points. Yeah, I mean I'm sitting there going, I'm, I'm literally thinking I've gotten more gas. <laughs> I said <laughs> that to two people. I said for some reason I've got more gas now. <laughs> it was increasing when it was decreasing. <laughs> You're a maniac, but it's all good. But now we can spread the word. So they've changed some things, so make sure you pay attention to that uh. empty fuel. But so the biggest thing with these newer style lights. Right. They all have to do with, you know, I'm just going to say robotic assistance. Okay. We got, I mean, they're not quite robots, but they are assisting all the assistance we need with what's the number one thing, safety. Right. Now, I want some assistance to get me to where I have to go. That's a luxury. That's a convenience. I want GPS. I want mapping. I want a little camera out there to, you know, uh, help me out. To my destination, cruise There's no control. question. I mean, all the techno te technological advances. It's coming. And so yeah. I want to cover that because a lot of our listeners have these new cars, and this is centered around uh, all of that assist uh, systems to crash avoidance. Really, right now, sure. technology is all about. Right. So one of the things you guys may see, and you may have seen this in your little side mirror, you've got a lane departure alert. You're about ready to leave that lane, and that light is going to flash, and in some occasions... Um, there may be some corrective steering. That that's a possibility. 
Uh, that symbol looks like a car in a lane, right? Leaving the lane. So think about little hash marks. The car is sitting in the middle, and I it, see it. it. You know, and yep. that light will blink. And more importantly, you'll see that on the side mirror, and it may bleep and blurp at you that hey, get back in the lane. <laughs> How would it know? Well, good question. Are you ready? This yes. is cool stuff. The paint. People. No, oh. man. They're sophisticated. Mainly right now, cameras. Okay. There are cameras oh. that help with this control assist. Um, LiDAR and radar. Although LiDAR, you know, that LiDAR can get pretty expensive. That may be in more of the right. high tech, uh, excuse me, more expensive platforms. I think the Europeans are playing with that. But um, mainly radar, Steve. Radar has been pretty proven. Right. And, you know, uh, radar exists in your car along with the little cameras. And they're all working together. For Christmas, for my cousin's kid. Frank, I bought this racetrack for him. Right. And it literally was nothing more than a flat piece of cardboard with a little outline. There was no grooves for the the matchbox cars. And you literally put it on there, and it knew to stay inside of those little lines. That is cool. Wow. So I'm just thinking, if that technology is there for a toy, yeah, that's it where, be that's, there for a I'm car. pretty sure that's working with some radar yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah. Radar has been proven. It's been around. It's cost effective. Remember, a lot of this technology, is, it, it costs money. It's right. expensive. And we don't want to over, overspend, but we do want to be safe. So you may have that lane departure alert. If that light comes on the dash, uh, perhaps warning you uh, that there's a problem in the system, you'll see that light, uh, and that'll be up on the dash. So that lane departure there's another one that's pretty cool in the crash avoidance warning systems. Right. And that's that turn assist indicator. Uh, actually, that's not, uh, let, me, let me rephrase. The turn assist indicator is not so much crash avoidance as it is maintaining control in turns okay. in off-road situations. Sure. You're going to see this in the Land Rover. Um, you're going to see this in some of the higher-end uh, Toyotas, I believe the Toyota Land Cruiser. Um, so what this is doing is it's enabling you to g- maintain that steer on some rough roads. Uh, and if there's a problem with that system, that light will come on. And that light has a little, uh, looks like four wheels with a looping arrow in the front. And it seems to always kind of point to the right is what they say. That, okay. that light will come up. So these are lights. And always get, get acquainted with that owner's manual. It may be overwhelming. but we, we do have somebody to play the quiz, Frank. Oh, goodness. Are you ready for Chris and Casa Grand? Hello, Chris. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing today? Doing great, thank you. Thanks for calling Wrench Nation. Make sure you go to wrenchnation.tv, register for that iPad, okay? Oh, yes, we're giving that iPad. Okay. And we are very grateful that you called in. We're going to keep this simple. Are you a Ford gal? A Ford gal? Yes. Are you into the Ford? Because this is a Ford quiz. Oh, um, sir. I like that. <laughs> Why not? Because I can win prizes. All right. We got a little game. I'll help her out, too. We got some quizzy game. This is only two oh, questions. Oh, you want me to get some game music for I'm you? Saying, hang on, hang on. I'm saying we get some quiz game music. Uh, and this, okay, I got the game music. Are you ready? Uh, all right. Here, here we, we go. go. All right. We got two questions on today's uh, game show quiz on Wrench Nation. Which Ford model was produced for the most years? Mm. Is it the Taurus, the Ford Taurus, the Ford Mustang okay. or the F Series truck. Okay, what do you think, Chris? I'll help what is you if the you. Mustang? She says the Mustang. I say the F Series truck. Oh, Was... then can I change my answer? Yes, change oh. your answer. Change, change your, answer. your answer. Wait, what do you, <laughs> what do you, what do you say? You know what? I don't know. Those Mustangs go back a while. They do, however. Oh. They do, but they took a break for a while. That F Series truck goes back before the Mustang. 
Uh, that is the correct answer. That's all right. That's all right. That's okay. Don't worry. You got another chance. You got another chance. Are you ready? Everybody wins here on Wrench Nation. Yeah, don't, don't worry. worry. We're easy. <laughs> Just We're play easy. along. We love you for playing along. Yes. All, all right. right. Here we go. More music. All right. Now, back to the Ford question. We've got the Ford aficionado expert on the phone ready for the quiz. <laughs> Which Ford model has the most horsepower? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Do we have the 1969 Ford Mustang Boss 429? Okay. Do we have the 2006 Ford GT? Uh, no. Or the incredible 2014 Ford Shelby GT500 convertible? I'm going to say the Shelby. Well, you rock. You are yes, just Yes, good one. Good one. All oh. right. You got Renaissance Festival all tickets, right. all right? <laughs> awesome. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you we, so much. We appreciate you listening. Uh, spread the word. And thank you for taking our little simple quiz. Absolutely, and I appreciate you too. Thank you. Thank Hang you. on, Chris, and we'll get you uh, your information about the tickets on the phone with us. Guess who is on oh the phone? Oh, my goodness. What do we got here? I think it's the <laughs> Blue Hen of <laughs> Delaware. <laughs> What's going on, guys? What is happening, Mr. Greg Buckley? Uh, you know, we're just closing up here, just getting, uh, yeah, we're getting a little bit cooler weather back this way, but everything is just fine rocking out today. Now, was the city shut down? Were you shut down for all the snow you got? I saw it on Facebook. It was horrible. Did you? It was amazing. I, you know, it was wonder. I couldn't have time to get the bread, milk, the eggs, the gas. I couldn't get any of that. No, it was horrible. Well, was horrible. I, wait, wait. Hold did you on even get an inch? I, <laughs> I don't even think we. Yeah, you saw it. I, I don't think we got. Uh, oh, you had a no, flurry. We didn't get a dusting. Yeah, yeah, just, people get barely nervous. a dust thing, I know. See, me, I would take yeah. it serious. I'd have the blower, I'd have everything, I'd have my plower. And, <laughs> yeah, but uh, up in Baltimore, they got so they got some snow, so. They did. They so, did well, yeah. Mr. Buckley, you sound strong. Uh, of course, we had Mr. Jeff Buckley on. He's not feeling well. Yeah. We give him out some love. Hope he feels better. As oh, always, okay. we appreciate you yeah, on the show. I old, my old cuz. Yeah, we're still working on that DNA test. So still work, yeah, I, I, we're, not, we're not giving up the trade secrets here, there, Frank. That's it. So we're keeping it all. Uh, I will let the family. people know we had a little banter back and forth. You know, in Arizona, us Flatlander mechanics were a bit spoiled, drinking tea and working on cars. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't get rust, and I had a couple of yeah. these, a uh, couple of these cars this week. I don't see rust for like maybe once to six months, and then all of a sudden it's all in the same day. And I got nervous because uh, it was so. I had to, I had to refer to my. My Midwest and my back east <laughs> mechanics. I know. So you're talking about rust. You actually, do you have the right to condemn a vehicle? That's my question. You don't have the right to con. Well, in Delaware, you don't have the right. Because Is there any state like Pennsylvania? Well, Pennsylvania has the right to refuse inspection on it, yes. That's the like the gold are, standard, yeah. Yeah, Pennsylvania's uh, inspection program um, rely heavily on certified shops and technicians and state certified locations to to offer that or to be able to do that um you if i'm not mistaken you can sticker a car or refuse to give it the inspection sticker and in delaware we're not allowed to do that because we are not an inspection yeah we are a centralized location which is a shame because what well, you what you yeah. witnessed and then of course what everybody across the country because you're just so magnetic you just attract all the pictures and all the technicians talking but well i tell you we what on, on a on a serious note greg and i and i i don't know if the public has heard about this uh i don't know the exact detail of the story what i read in the paper was there was mm-hmm. a mechanic charged with homicide because of an inspection he passed yeah. do you know a little bit more about that story you can share with the, uh, with the it listeners happened, i think it was in 2014 oh uh, and the case was actually 
further back than that, but the okay. conviction and everything came forward in 2014. Wow. And the the technician um, allowed an inspection to occur, or a, a vehicle to get uh, said it was safe when sure. it, when technically it was not. Wow. And you know that's where you know the error came in. I don't know the particulars on why. Um, you know, but I can give you a, a current example of there's a situation going on now that I happen to be, um, you know, involved with where a, another, uh, shop, uh, the gentleman was an inspector, uh, in another state and, uh, purchased a vehicle, inspected it himself. Right. And, uh, you know, a couple months later or a couple weeks later, the wheel fell off oh. on another driver and injured, a, you know, an oncoming wow. car and the whole mess. Wow. And now it's a, now it's a legal predicament. Um, fortunately, there was no, no uh, life-threatening, you know, uh, damages, but... Um, there's still the responsibility factor, right? Yeah, because, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, technically... Like I have done, you know, I have declined to work any further on the car when I see them in the condition that you witnessed with your vehicle. And, of course, what we witnessed um, this week as well with that Jeep. And, you know, we had to notify him. And that's the importance of, uh, you know, with digital technology today. We're able to, you know, archive that. We're able to witness it, photograph it, yeah, archive it, and we can back up ourselves. And it's And actually, for all your listeners, look, we don't want you not to drive your car. The problem no. is we also want you to understand it's that you safe. are risking not only your life and safety, but to the drivers around you. And right. it's not fair. It's just Well, not we don't fair. see so a lot of get... it. We don't see a lot of it. But, however, right. I will tell you what I am seeing, and you guys listening, I want you to just stop what you're doing and really tune into what I'm getting ready to tell you because it's frustrating, and Greg knows this, and we got a lot of wrenches listening to this show. I'm going to tell you what, guys. You guys are coming into some money with tax money. And in the Southwest, a good buy to make some decent profit would be to buy a vehicle somewhere in the Midwest or perhaps somewhere where they're rust belt because they can buy a better buy. And that is going to end up on somebody's lot. And you're going to buy something without getting it inspected. And it is a cancerous, rotten piece of mess. So mm. please, I can't preach. This is tax season. You're going to get some yeah. money. Yep. Um, Greg, you guys do a good job. I see on Facebook out there at Buckley's Auto Care out of Wilmington, you do an amazing job informing and educating. And since we're talking about that, I want to get right back into this dashboards, and then we, we got to fly, boy. We need two hours. Tell me what you're seeing. <laughs> we covered the red safety. We covered sort of the warning, get it in soon, the yellowish. Tell me about these maintenance light. A lot of people, you know, I reset my maintenance light, and it came back on. Tell us yeah, about well, them. Well, Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> well, the maintenance lights are, are there on a they're on a you know a programmed basis. Where most of the people can set them up. The, the the default nowadays on most makes and models may be seventy five hundred miles. Yes, um, that may be extended, especially in my opinion. I think we shouldn't go any more than five thousand, no matter. Well, what let's kind talk of about that because mm-hmm. let's talk about it. the good news, sure. right? We went from that three thousand mile that changed, yeah. right? Synthetics and. Yeah. You know, we've got the uh, man-made blends of oil to help out. But one of the problems that people don't understand, Steve, and Greg is speaking on this, is in an ideal world, mm-hmm. you are driving hardly ever, <laughs> or right. most of us, highway driving, stop and go, extreme climates, right. temperatures. Sure. Gosh, people, those maintenance lights are really designed to forewarn you. However, if they're not set up right, 
you may have a maintenance light program to go off at 9,000 miles, or as Greg said, eight to 10,000. I've read accounts and talked to people where it's 12,000 miles. Wow. And that's right. not, you know, you, you don't have an ideal situation. Um, what about um, some of our listeners are, are driving these Japanese models and they have different schedules. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us about the schedules. Like, so you have the maintenance, but then under that, there's a schedule A, B, or what is, what is all that all about? Well, it's different service levels. It could be, you know, some manufacturers will, will put a, uh, you know, an initial to, or a, a letter to it where that letter equates to approximately so many miles or time driven. So it might be a yearly inspection or maintenance service, or it might be based on, you know, average of 12,000 miles, 15,000 miles. You know, there are certain intervals where certain items are required to be inspected or suggested to be inspected depending on, you know, your climate, like you just said, where you're at, how you're driving, you know, so schedule A or schedule B, uh, there's differences. But the thing is, is that that's a baseline. Underneath of those A's and B's are parameters based upon mileage. So if you look at a chart, you would see, okay, we want this as a minimum. Now, however, if you're at this amount of miles, this is what we recommend as it's well. It's a deeper, a right. deeper level of it service. Deeper, yes, sir. Deeper. So, just because you see it doesn't mean it's all just what it is. It goes that's a little a... deeper. That's why you need a professional to help you understand what's going on. Listen to a good professional. Find one in your area. French Nation has a lot of them. Like you said, French yes, State, nationally and, and um, big know. love and hugs. If you're out there in Wilmington, Delaware, he'll buy you a nice drink at the local <laughs> bar, and he'll definitely oh, take yeah. care of you. Generational <laughs> Buckley's car care, auto care out there. You rock, Jim. Great to have you on, Greg. Thank you sound great. Right, Talk friend. to you soon. See I you love, love Thank having you. Mr. Greg on there. The Wrench Nation Wild and Wacky News on Wheels. Oh, my goodness. You know, we talk about some pretty oddity situations. Um, I got to tell you, this elderly pilot, his Cessna was dismantled and parked in the driveway of his house. It Who was did it? It's dismantled. The Who guy, did it? Well, he did it. Oh. He was in an HOA situation, <laughs> and you can't. Now, the picture of this thing is so that funny, funny, and you can get on autoblog.com uh, for the rest of the story. But listen to this. The guy, those he left the plane without the wings. Yes. And it's just sitting there all yeah. lonely. And so guess what happened? Here's the story what? that got a little weird. Well, the Long Island authorities said, well, you know what? We just can't have this. Guess what they did? They what? went out to his driveway, and they bit a Bit by bit, piece by piece, dismantled the man's lonely-looking Cessna parked in his driveway. So be careful what you park in your driveway, people. Drive that home. (laughs) It's Wrench Nation. Remember, you want to register for that iPod. It's on WrenchNation.tv. That's where you have to go, WrenchNation.tv. You can register to win that, not iPod, iPad. iPad. I said iPod. iPod doesn't count. It's an iPad, people. And uh, that's going to be it for this week's Wrench Nation. We'll be back next week, 4 o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah, and I got to tell you, if you guys uh, can get onto iTunes, man, we have a growing movement. We appreciate and love you guys for tuning in. You can always give us a review. Good, bad, ugly, let us know. And if you got show ideas, we welcome that. It's our community, so get on iTunes. And uh, WrenchNation.tv is where we hang. Get onto that iPad. Uh, maybe you're a lucky, lucky winner. And as always, say people appreciate you. Be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. <laughs>